is going on everybody? It's your boy Marshall live and we are back with another episode of the Marshall Gillen Show. It is episode number 42 and this is a fucking show of hodgepodge. This is a medley. This is a new age variety show. I have been called the new Johnny Carson by me. No, really though. Uh, you guys, welcome back to this edition of the Marshall Gillen Show. Uh, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about what I eat on a carnivore diet. Uh, you guys, it is day three of my zero-carb uh, carnivore diet. For those of you who are coming and watching this video, if you're brand new to the channel, first off, I want to say thank you. Like, what the fuck? You're here watching me, like, of all people, so I really appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. And since I intermittently uh, upload videos, like I love making videos for you guys. I love just sharing what it is I'm doing and how I'm living and like how I'm staying healthy and young. I just turned 36. I know I don't look like it, but God blessed me. But uh, I like sharing this shit with you. And so turn on the bell, that way you guys can stay updated because there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of people out there that are just trying to sell you something or they're just trying to get you to see their point of view. Like, look, the Marshall Gillen Show, the only reason that I exist, I'm even here doing this stuff is because I know there's people like me and like you who are like, yo, bro, like you're eating a, a cow heart. I've never done that before. Oxtail, what the fuck is that? Or whatever, right? Like whatever. And so it's just, what a blessing to be able to come to you guys in video format. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Right now, I was looking at the metrics the other day, 80% of you who are watching this video or listening to this video right now haven't even subscribed to the channel yet. If you guys listen to us on podcast, that is what's up. Uh, I love podcasts. I listen to quite a few podcasts. Uh, they're just like such a great way to get information. I don't know how you guys consume or learn new things. A, a mentor of mine once told me the more you learn, the more you earn, right? The, the better your life can be, the more fulfillment you can find. And so one of the things that I love about podcasts is I just have one of these Bose um, speakers. I plug my phone right in there and I put on a podcast while I'm stretching and doing yoga or just sitting outside, just being, or if I'm in here cooking and stuff. And so uh, if you guys are joining us on podcasts, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, I want to get in today to what it is that I'm doing because I'm just getting started. I haven't, I mean, I'm in I'm pretty decent shape. I've been, oh, I already got some stuff on me. I'm in pretty decent shape. Um, I have been, I was a, uh, I've been an athlete my entire life. I grew up on a farm eating lots of meat. Uh, I was kind of like an amateur bodybuilder for a while in my 20s, and so I was always just consuming protein, but mindlessly eating, like no like connection or understanding of food or anything, just like bro science. Oh, macros, blah, 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 blah. I thought I forgot to turn this on. I'm going to put something in there. I want to heat it up, but of course, go figure. I'm talking longer than I planned on it. But that was my 20s, and then as I started to get older and into my 30s, I really started to pay attention to my diet. And then about two years ago, I started to do what's called conscious eating. So if you haven't heard of conscious eating, it's just like being conscious of eating. Like where is, what am I putting in my body at all times? What am I drinking? What, what supplements, vitamins am I taking? What food am I taking? Where is it coming from? How was it raised? How was it sourced? What kind of ground and soil did it grow in? Like all these things, like consciously becoming, you know, super aware of what it is I'm feeding myself. And, and not, not in this video, but feeding myself, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Like what am I feeding myself? What did my diet consist of? And I don't know about you guys, where you're at in life right now, you ladies too. It's like, when I started to get into my 30s, I was just like, man, I, I, I haven't been doing the best job I can. And it wasn't that I was blaming myself or upset with myself, it was just like, how can I do better? And so, uh, two years ago, um, I started a vegan diet. I say, well, it was 100% plant-based. 
I say vegan because I was vegan 100% except for I ate honey. Um, I eat honey. Uh, just side note, in Ayurvedic medicine and Ayurveda, basically the science of life, right? Uh, ancient, thousands and thousands of year old uh, Indian science, I guess is what you, what you they call it, life science, life, right? Uh, Ayurveda, they say that honey is the most healing and healthiest food that you can possibly eat. Uh, it closely it's the closest thing to mimic blood. And so it's very interesting. Um, that's not why I, I eat it. I just I eat it because it's good for me. But uh, besides that, was 100% vegan. And then uh, in the beginning of this year, in 2020, I started eating meat, but I was probably about 75, 80% still plant-based um, and just introducing a little bit of meat. I don't know what it was, Gillen Gang. And if you guys are watching this, like, I don't know if you've ever felt a calling to do something. And if you haven't, you know, felt a calling and you're like, whoa, bro, like this just got weird. I get it. Just give me one second because I was like you, man. I'd never felt like, like what is a calling, right? I uh, grew up on a farm in the Midwest. Uh, I left and uh, I bebopped all over the place, different states and stuff in my early 20s. But I ended up in California, in Southern California, in San Diego. And I was living in San Diego for 12 years. I just recently left. Well, it's been over a year now since I left. And um, it really tore me apart, right? Because I was like, my identity was, I'm coming from this small town. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to go to San Diego. And I was like, at least I'm, I, I'm not as like, I guess my justification and why I was so in tune to it was like, you know, I love San Diego so much it became my identity. I was like, well, at least I'm not still there, right? Anyways, if you've never been to San Diego, um, there's a reason why it's the most, it's the high, it's the most expensive city to live in. Uh, totally, I can't remember the word I'm looking for. San Francisco uh, has higher rent and New York is more expensive in like, I think rent as well. But overall to live in the city, I think San Diego the last couple of years was the highest. Um, maybe that was two years ago. Point being, it's expensive as fuck. And I loved it there though. I mean, I absolutely loved it. Point that I'm getting at is that there's something inside of me about a year ago, this like, this yearning. I, I can't, you guys, I, I, this sounds crazy, but I'm telling you like, this yearning to like, to go to the mountains, like the mountains, like the fucking mountains, right? Now here's the thing, you guys, like I'm bougie as fuck. Uh, if you guys know me from my past, if you guys watched me travel the world, it was like nice watches and nice clothes and super nice haircuts and I had all the things and the luxuries and like, yeah, like, and, and not because I was trying to show off, but because like that shit was like dope. I'm like, this shit's dope. I've, I've, I've been broke my whole life. Like, I love luxury. And so you've got to understand is right now I'm, I'm filming this in my cabin in the middle of the woods in Montana, okay? Uh, I... I leave home to go to the gym and to go to the supermarket now that it's cold and snowing out, um, but it's been so cozy and cool. It's just like, if you would have told me a year ago, and it's funny because actually at the time of shooting this video, it's going to be published later, but the time of shooting this is October 22nd. And one year ago today, I left my high rise uh, in downtown San Diego. Um, I lost everything. I lost all of my money. I lost my girl of five years. I lost my place to live. I lost my businesses. Everything just went away. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to episode number 41 of the Marshall Gillen Show, go check that out when your uh, success becomes your ultimate failure. It's a good episode. But point being, the fact that I'm here and feeling called to the mountains was something I've never felt before. I couldn't even explain to you guys. Like, it's so fucking crazy to think that Marshall Gillen would leave San Diego and live in the fucking mountains. Like, like it just doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even register. And so this is about very much a calling 
uh, to be here. And so it's interesting because at the beginning of this year, after going vegan for so long and I'm still working out all the time, I gotta be honest, the vegan diet started really like, like great. And I was looking good, feeling good, um, lots of energy. But after about two and a half months, everything started to go down. But I had made my brand like kind of around um, shunning meat and being the whole food dude. Um, and so I kind of painted myself into a prison, which I didn't have to. I could have just been like, oh, got it wrong, guys. But I didn't. Part of the process that I had to learn to get here, right? Whatever process you're learning too, which is awesome. Congratulations. Keep going, warrior. I love you. I see you. I believe in you. And I support you. But I had to... I. Um, I kept going with the vegan diet for almost a whole year. And in the turn of this year to 2020, I realized, man, I want some meat. I need to honor that. I need to feel what my body is saying to me. And so I started to eat some meat and I started to get more energy, started to fill out a little bit more. And then I moved here to Montana. All right. Then I moved here to Montana. And um, there's just something about, there's a ton of backcountry here in Montana and I can go 52% public land. So I can literally get in my Jeep and I can drive up into the mountains and pull off and drive into like almost anywhere uh, with free, you know, it's, um, but I mean, it's the fucking wild. It's the backcountry, but that's like, there was a calling and a yearning for that for some reason. I mean, I don't understand why. And so I showed up here two and a half months ago at the time of shooting this video, um, which I guess is like the end of August. Yeah, I guess it was like the end of August. Um, show September, October. Yeah, something like that. End of July, beginning of August. And um, it was still summertime. And so I was bebopping out. I was camping all the time. I was hiking. I was shooting. I was whitewater rafting, like experiencing what it feels like to connect back to nature. Uh, if you guys don't know, I've, been, I've only been drinking um, mountain spring water. Uh, spring water for not, not just here in Montana, but even when I was back in Illinois for a little bit, like I've been drinking exclusively spring water, like spring water that's coming out of the rocks and the earth, right? Which maybe I'll make a whole other episode and I'll show on, on water and why that's important. Um, living water, your water is alive, the molecules are alive, and so when water is stored in bottles and shipped all over the place, um, it, it's not, it's, there's no energy moving through it. And so it's not, it's, it's dead water. Uh, that and uh, science proves, again, I'm not gonna get into it, I'll make another video about this, but science proves that uh, water holds memory. And so like, there's a whole bunch of shit about water and it actually being almost like a poison. Uh, when it's consumed in the forms it is massively uh, and commercially. But again, I'll get to that in another video. But again, it's returning to the earth. It's being out there. It's drinking actual living water that's coming from the side of the earth. It's taking my feet up, my shoes and socks off my feet and going and being in the grass, literally grounding myself, taking the positive energy in me and grounding it with the negative ions in the, in the earth coming in. They're natural antioxidants. Like that's one of the things I'm going to explain to you guys in the next video we talk about carnivore diet. Um, but what I want you to understand is that the best, you don't need, your body doesn't need any antioxidants. It's just commercialized bullshit. You can get, your, your body makes enough antioxidants to be healthy, but you just gotta unplug from all the bullshit. And so what I'm saying to this, and as it applies to the carnivore diet today, and what I'm going to be eating, actually, I got my little whiteboard here. I'll be teaching you guys some stoof, right? Uh, teaching you guys some stoof. Hey, hey, if you're watching this, screenshot it, and then put it in your Instagram stories, and um, tag me, and I'll pick one of you guys to do a live, uh, a live, uh, do a live with uh, on Instagram. All right, here we go. You ready? Okay, did you get one? Okay, cool. We're gonna go over this in one second. But what I'm saying is that all this culmination, this calling of whatever it was, calling me to the mountains, is just 
what I know right now at the time of shooting this video, and I, I get it, it's, uh, I just turned 36 at the time of shooting this uh, last week, so I'm a brand new 36 year old, but I have this massive like download, this massive culmination of the last year of my life, the last year and a half of my life, like this, oh, aha, aha like, oh my God, really? That's, that's what it's about? And that was really the reason that I've been called back here is because not, not to do anything for any of you guys, okay? Just my inner being had, has been wants to live in an ancestral way. It wants to live in a way as, our, as the natives of this land did, of indigenous tribes all across the world. And what I'm really understanding about me, you guys know I've dealt with mental health issues my entire life, attempted suicide, addiction, compulsion, destructive habits, high energy, and for me, nature has been the only thing ever. I mean, I've been on drugs, I've done, done on counseling, all the things. But I'm telling you, slowing down, getting rid of all the bullshit that doesn't matter, feeding my body good quality stuff, which we're gonna be talking about food here in one second, and being able to put all that and consume all that and become the person I want to be has been the biggest change and the, thing, the biggest thing has been returning to nature. Now living in nature, but just going into nature, going on hikes, going on walks, um, doing cold therapy. And last winter you guys saw me uh, breaking ice through the river and jumping in, fucking negative 10 degrees outside, right? I've got a horse trough right outside, right there. What's up, horse trough? And we're the same thing, cold dips, returning to a very, ancient and primal way of living, but understanding the science behind it, biohacking, human optimization, epigenetics, understanding the basics of quantum physics. This is all stuff that's just, it's inherently already known, our ancestors knew it. And so there's, I, I know now that's been this, this calling. And so as it pertains to why is it that I'm doing a 30 day carnivore diet with zero carbs is one, I'm my, I have this ulcer that kind of started to kick back up again. I've been dealing with some of my own bullshit um, and some stress that I've been putting on myself the last couple months. Now I, I talked about that a little bit in the last two episodes, episode 41 and episode 40. But, um, and so I'm like, I've heard one that uh, all, and the science is, starting to show a lot of results, like go look for yourself, that an all meat diet uh, is actually helping heal and or cure um, autoimmune diseases of all kinds. You guys know that peptic ulcer is a form of uh, autoimmune disease. And so I've always been wanting to try this. I've gone vegan, I've done all the plant-based stuff and locally sourced and good, good ground soil and all the things, right? Um, and I even had a lot of reasons to why I was eating plants, which is like, well, you guys got to understand that that um, memory is stored in our cells, and our cells, 95% of that that memory in the DNA, that the, the DNA inside the cells that make up the, the the things that make this right, like 95% of memory is stored in your body, only 5% in your brain. And so I know that animals that were scared or angry or abused or angry, like all these things, right, like that emotion, that energy is trapped inside of that meat. And so when you consume that meat, it's one, it's dead flesh, and two, you're consuming the memories, the emotions of these animals that you're eating. And I know for some of you guys that's a little bit out there, but that's why I stopped eating meat. I was like, yeah, that does sound fucked up, right? But again, I've been feeling this calling, I've been doing more research, I've really been getting in tune with what it means to return to an ancestral way of living. And it's like, dude, the Native Americans, so I'm gonna use the Blackfoot Indians as a, Focal point. I'm from Illinois, so you could say like this, uh, the sock, uh, the Sioux, like whatever, right? We'll say Blackfoot because I'm in Montana. And so I really think, okay, well, 
What were the Blackfoot Indian tribe eating back in the day? When it was fucking cold outside, you guys have heard me talk about this in my videos, I'm focusing on eating two ways. First off, regionally. So if I'm by the equator, I should eat foods that are fucking from that area. I mean, I'm talking about if you're traveling or whatever, right? First thing is I wanna eat regionally, and the second thing is I'm looking to do is eat seasonally, okay? So I, I wanna, it's not enough for me, and this is not for you, I'm just saying this is what I'm feeling called to do, return to like really be in tune with the earth, right? The circadian rhythm, uh, I talk about this all the time, and you guys wanna follow somebody that's a gangster, follow Jack Cruz, he talks all about light, the importance of it, and how literally you can eat almost anything you want, it never matters as long as you're getting the proper light and you're in, uh, in rhythm with your circadian rhythm of the earth. But that's a whole other talk for another time. Right now though, it's just this, I've been feeling this ebb and flow of really just no resistance and just flowing with what it is means to be alive. And I think about the Blackfoot Indian tribe and I'm like, damn, you know what? Like, um, what were they eating back then? And so that led me into like understanding, well, in the wintertime, they're probably by and large eating a, a carnivore diet, like a large carnivore diet. And uh, because the, the, you know, plants weren't growing back then. And again, you guys, I talked about in the other episode of why I'm going a carnivore for 30 days, go listen to that. But basically long, long story short, and plants can't run, like there's no defense mechanism. And so the defense mechanism that nature has evolved into plants is to become toxic when consumed. That way animals know never to go back and eat them again. And so that long story short has led me to eating animals, but mostly but all wild game, things that were caught or that were raised ethically, nothing that was that lived a life of fear or anger that was completely fed off of grass. Grass fed, grass finished, right? Very important to me. And so really get in tune with what it means to be alive. This is a circle of life. You've got to understand that the animals eat and then they die and they decay and they grow new plants and new things and it's a circle of life. It continues on and on and on. And so we can get into the ethics or spirituality or whatever you want um, behind eating meat or not eating meat. I'm a meat eater. I can feel it and I can feel like ancestral, like that's what I'm dialed into and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And so um, I'm starting the 30 day keto uh, diet, keto, not keto, a uh, 30 day uh, carnivore diet, zero carbs. And so uh, I'm just getting ready to make these meals. I'm gonna turn this, should have been on a long time ago. I forgot to turn this on. Uh, let me plug this in. So I got a slow cooker right here. And what I'm going to do is this is just an example of one of the meals I'm gonna make. So let's make this meal together real quick. Okay, um, I got my crock pot set on high right now. I have a cast iron skillet. It's been running kind of, it's been kind of running uh, back here, but um, I'm going to, I just turned it up to medium heat. I'm gonna let that warm up for a second. Let's cut these open. I've never seen any of this stuff. Uh, what I'm making today is I'm making oxtail, beef heart, and I've got a liver still uh, to cook up. So I'm gonna uh, take these oxtail, I'm gonna uh, sear them on each side for about three minutes each side. Uh, you guys can see in there, there's this, oh, this rich, luscious fat. And then you guys can obviously see the bone right there. So we're gonna get the bone marrow. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna saute it here, and I'm gonna pop it in there, and I'm gonna let it go for about 75 minutes. I'm gonna, cut, I'm gonna dice this hard up, da, 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 and I'm gonna put it over top of there. Since I'm going carnivore, zero carb for 30 days, I, I'm not making this like a traditional stew. So if you guys are wondering, yes, you can own, you can add bone broth to this, but because I have the oxtail and I have the marrow and the bones, uh, it's it's going to render down and it's going to become plenty of bone marrow. So what will happen is I'll end up taking these oxtail out first after 75 minutes and then kind of stirring around the cut up liver and the uh, heart um, in the meat, okay? So before you guys barf and you're like, Marshall, why the fuck are you doing that? Let's talk about 
what it is I'm eating because I'm gonna break down, I'm gonna break down in the next video, in the third part of this series, um, what vitamins, what minerals, what micronutrients, okay? You guys know that there's macronutrients and there's micronutrients. Macronutrients are protein, carbs, and fat, okay? Protein, carbs, and fat, those are the macronutrients that drives your hunger. The micronutrients, micronutrients are all the vitamins, the minerals uh, that you get from the, the foods that you eat or that you should get. But most, uh, most Americans for sure um, don't get enough, uh, don't get the vitamins and minerals they need. Like plain and simple, they're not getting the micros they need, which is why disease is at an all-time high. But we're not going to get into that. Uh, let's talk about just this, and I'll get into the science again in the next one. But you guys can see here, uh, I got this from Paul Saldino. It's a carnivore pyramid. Okay, and it shows the hierarchy of how you need to eat or how you should think about eating when you eat carnivore diets. So here's the first mistake. Most people think when they say carnivore diets, like, oh, like, I'm gonna be, um, I'm gonna be uh, uh, eating T-bone steaks. I'm gonna be eating T-bone steaks the whole time. Like, what the hell, what's, what's that all about? It's like, no, bro, you're not just eating T-bones and ribeyes. And if you are, then you're probably not doing it right. And here's what I mean. Oh, look at that. I've already washed my hands, Dylan. Oh, we got a couple of hairs on it still. Ooh, got some beef hair on there. Look at that. Look at that piece of fat, man. Now, you guys may not realize, but in most cultures, indigenous cultures or ancient tribes, that this fat was the most, one of the most prized parts of the entire animal because it, it's so, it's so life-sustaining. It's, it's, it's been commercialized to have a real bad rap, and so most people don't understand fat. Um, I'm going to show you this pyramid one second, but let's just get these out so we can start uh, letting them dry a little bit. I'm going to salt them and stuff. But what was I saying about fat? Okay, yeah, good healthy fat. Uh, that's one of the most prized possessions. The other thing that people don't understand typically is that uh, and more than anything, the most prized possessions of the whole entire kill for these indigenous tribes, for these uh, you know, Indian tribes, was the organs. As a matter of fact, you guys can look this up. Do some research. Oh, wow, I've never seen a heart before. Holy fucking smokes. Holy smokes. Oh, it doesn't smell very good when it's raw. I'm going to smell it for the first time. But I'm going to eat it for sure. Hold on one second. Let me rinse this off, and I'll get back to my story in one second. Wow, so this is a fucking heart. Holy smokes. <laughs> Damn, that's nuts. That's a big old beef heart. All right. Uh, one second, guys. I'll be back here in a second. Uh, if you guys are watching this, let me know below. Are you eating organ meat? And if you are, why don't you send me a recipe over at uh, my Instagram, at Marshall Gillen, because I'm looking for ones. I just found out about these things called chaffles, or I don't know how you say it, but it's like egg and cheese-based um, uh, waffles. <laughs> chaffles. Funny. Okay. So one second. I'm going to finish my story, but this is the heart. I'm seeing it for the first time. This is the inside of it. Holy fucking smokes, okay. That's a heart. You guys can see it there. Um, I'm gonna dice this up and cut this out. So when I looked online, I'll finish my story here in one second. When I looked online, um, it was saying to cut out, like this is, this is very, this white part right here, it's very tough. This is not so tough, a little tougher up here. Yeah, this part all through this right here is very hard, it's very tough. Very hard, 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 hard. Hard, hard, hard. Oh, there's blood squirting out of there. All right. Hey guys, I'm learning. I'm not telling you guys that this is just my experience trying this. Um, anyways, woo, all right. Look, fuck it. Like, let's go. If you're gonna do carnivore diet, like let's fucking go. Go big or go home, baby. Like, what's up? 
Um, anyways, not gonna lie, a little grossed out by that, um, but super grateful. Um, literally, like super great. Oh, I see. That's how it works. It's like, oh, I get it. Holy fucking smokes. Damn. Well, you know what, Mr. Cow? Thank you. I appreciate you. And it's not a cow. It's a beef. Only cows are females who milk. Anyways, um, in ancient tribes, in indigenous tribes all across the world, for years, it wasn't uncommon for them to get a kill and then only like take the organs, the brains, the eyes, the hooves, the tails, uh, eating nose to tail, and then literally throwing the muscle meat to the dogs. Like the meat that we eat today, the steaks, all these things, that those, those were never the prized possession of the great hunt. And as a matter of fact, first it was the liver, right? And I have a liver right here, a beef liver right here. We're gonna cut, cut that up and we're gonna put that in there too. Got some good old, good old organ meat. And so uh, when the hunt started, the, the, the alpha, and this is even true in packs of wolves, when wolves kill something, the alpha wolf eats first, and the first thing that they eat is the liver. The alpha gets the liver. It's the most prized of the whole kill. Um, and it's not because I wanna say necessarily because it probably tastes the best, but the thing of it is, is even nature is inherently drawn to the most nutritious and impactful things to eat. So nature like knows naturally to eat the liver because it has the most nutrients packed in it. And so when we talk about what Marshall, you know, where are you gonna get your vitamins and where are you gonna get your minerals? You guys have gotta understand that eating the organs, the organ meat of animals, especially animals that were raised ethically, but even more than that, grass-fed, grass-finished, you think about eating an elk heart, right? An animal that's never felt stressed, that's lived out in the, uh, in the wild its whole life, that's in incredibly good shape. Like think about that, right? And that's what you get here is those pure, delicious um, minerals and vitamins, the nutrients that you actually need to sustain life. And so uh, on a carnivore diet, uh, eating organ meat is essential, especially if you want to do it right. Now there are ways, there's companies out there where you can, where you can uh, get like dried uh, organ meat and like capsule forms and stuff like that. But check this out, okay? Check this out here. Let's get this up. So let's talk about this diet real quick because over here you'll see in the macros, basically what you want to aim for, and it depends on your goals, but about 0.7 to 0.9 grams of protein per one pound of body weight. So if I weigh 165 and it's like 0.8, I'm eating like 132 grams of protein a day is what I need, okay? So that's the, the barrier. Uh, if you guys don't know what a basal metabolic rate is, BMR, basal metabolic rate, BMR. Um, you guys can go do, go just Google it online. They have free calculators all over. And it'll tell you what your BMR is, what your ba basal metabolic rate is, is it's how many calories your body needs just to be you. So it's like, if you were just to sit on the couch sedentary, how many calories does it take your body to power you, just to be you, right? That's your BMR. And then there's certain, there's different ways to measure it based on how active you are in life. And then you can get uh, a calorie count on, uh, on how many calories you need to consume a day if you wanna gain weight, stay where you're at, or lose weight, right? So that's your BMR. And then according to your BMR, you wanna figure out your macros. Okay, so your macros are different percentages. What percentage, so if you're, if you're let's just say you're supposed to eat 2,500 calories a day to, to, to hit your goal, of that 2,500 calories, what percentage is protein, what percentage is carbs, and what percentage is fat, okay? So that would be like how to figure out how much you should be eating. You guys know I don't count calories, I only look at macros, and even now then I don't even do that anymore. 
I have a good gauge now and I can see food and understand how much is what. Um, and so uh, that allows me to be able to kind of move quick, but let's get back to this. So uh, protein, 0.7 to 0.9 grams per pound of body weight. Okay, so whatever you weigh times whatever your goals are. And then the fat, the fat to protein ratio is you wanna be eating 0.75 to one gram of fat per one gram of protein. So almost a one to one. And you bite slightly, I go, wow, that's so much fat. Listen, I'll make another video about the really, the, how fat really truly works in the body, but you've gotta understand that in this pyramid, let's look at this now, I keep putting that down. At the bottom of what your whole entire carnivore diet is based on is fat, eggs, and muscle meat. Now, some people could add dairy in here if you're tolerant to it. I'm, I gotta be careful with dairy, so I, I do use butter, all grass-fed, grass-finished butter, uh, A2 quality, right? But um, fat, eggs, and muscle meat, all right? So that's, that's the primary, and so this would technically be muscle meat still, right? That of the tail, uh, but otherwise I've got bacon, there's steaks, and all the things, right? I've been eating a lot of elk lately. Um, also fish, poultry down here, okay? Second thing is organ meat or collagen. Oh, we're good and we're steaming over there. It's almost time to go. Organ meat and collagen. Collagen is incredibly important for us, uh, as well as organ meat. You guys, I'll break down the, what, what is inside all that in the third video of this, the actual science behind all of it. So we're getting our organ meat, which is gonna help with our um, minerals, our, our micronutrients, our omega-3s. So I eat a lot of fish, but I eat a lot of trout. Um, I eat salmon too, but I just like trout. And so, and I'm not affiliated with these people at all, um, but I got some wild Alaskan uh, salmon oil. So I'm not, I'm not supplementing with very much um, on this diet. I'm also supplementing with D3. Uh, if it was summertime, I, I am outside 24 seven with no shirt on. So if it in the summertime, I'm not supplementing with this. Um, not any particular reason I just don't want to, but I'm stuck indoors, there's absolutely no sun right now, so I take 10,000 units of that, I use of that. And then the last thing I'm doing is this liquid uh, electrolytes. So it's got like, a, let's say, chloride, potassium, magnesium, sodium, calcium, and chromium in it, uh, and then seawater for some sea salt. And so those electrolytes help replenish me. Although you can technically, literally, you in vitamin C from all these organs, you can get all that stuff from animals, and you do, but I work out at a harder rate than most people, and so I need to supplement a little bit extra just to make sure I don't fall behind, okay? Uh, and then at the top, salt uh, and calcium. Obviously, salt is an electrolyte, and when you're working out, and especially when you're on a carnivore diet, uh, you're gonna deplete, deplete your electrolytes um, a lot. And so one of my favorite things, and thank God, uh, is I got some pink Himalayan sea salt right here, um, and uh, that's not sea salt, it's pink Himalayan salt. Um, otherwise, you can use some sea salt too. Make sure it's like it's sourced in a good place. But um, I have been not, I haven't been eating any pepper a uh, lot lately either, and I love pepper. But Paul Saldino's got me all fucking hooked on not eating the the, the seeds of animals because um, or plants, not eating the seeds of plants because he's like that's the most important part of the plant. So evolutionary, like when you bite into it, it's meant to be toxic. Like seeds are supposed to be toxic, and technically pepper corn is a seed. And so I'm like, okay, Paul, fuck it. Uh, anyways, we're nice and hot over here. I'm gonna put this butter in. Actually, I might need a little bit more butter. The pan's a little hotter than I thought. Uh, and I just wanna be ready for it. Here he is. All right. Now I'm gonna salt these bad boys up too. If you guys are listening to us on podcast, just remember, um, you know, you can join, you can tune into YouTube whenever you want and uh, be able to catch all this stuff for yourself. Uh, what's, what am I doing here? Okay. 
We're doing this together. It's my first time. It's the first time you're here. Oh, yum. I don't know what oxtail is going to taste like, but I'm stoked on it. I really am generally I'm almost in my hands. I've never had it before. If you've had oxtail, let me know in the comments. Oh, yeah. So three minutes on this side, Dylan Gang. And uh, in the meantime, uh, I'm going to start cutting up this heart. I'm not getting rid of any of the, any of the um, tough stuff. I'm taking it all down. I'm taking it all down, Dylan Gang. I should cut this liver up first. Whew! We got some straight up organ meat right here. And uh, although I'm not in love with the organ meat yet, um, I'm grateful for it. Super grateful for it. The other thing I want to say is a lot of you guys might be wondering how much do you eat? How much would you eat? So for example, you guys saw this liver right here. I'll cut that, I'll cook this. Usually, I, I don't usually cut it beforehand. I'll usually cook it the day of, and then I will, um, this, what, this, what, this, this size liver, this is how much organ meat I eat a day, okay? So I'll continue to eat about that much, but I'll cook this all up right now, um, so it's, it's good, for, I can max it out the next couple days. But um, I eat twice a day. And so that's why I make two meals out of that one piece of organ meat. Uh, and I'm eating right now, I need about 132 grams of um, protein a day based on my weight and based on how, what I'm trying to do as a goal. And so uh, 132 grams of protein is, a, is just about is a little over a pound of meat. So every single day I need to be taking in about a pound, uh, about 1.5 pounds of um, protein. And then I do, I have my fat. So we have, uh, well, this will be good healthy fat in here. Uh, these oxtails can have some fat, not, not a ton, but I have some grass fed, like I said, grass finished butter, free range, all this stuff. Uh, we also are gonna be using uh, today's bison tallow. Uh, so I got some bison tallow, same thing, small batch, um, ethically raised, grass fed, grass finished, like all the things. And not because there's anything special about me, um, it's just important to me. I didn't always eat like this, and for a long time I couldn't afford to eat like this. And so I understand that that's a thing. Uh, in the next video I make the third part of this, I'm going to break down the different tiers uh, when it comes to choosing the quantity or the quality of your meats. So I'll get into that in the next video, so don't worry. But um, don't beat yourself up with what you can or can't do right now. Just do whatever you can, do your best you can. Get in where you fit in, and you set a goal to work up to something. So again, I don't want anybody to feel alienated like, oh, Marshall, well, you, you, just, you can do that. Like, I can't do that. I understand, I get it, um, and I'm very blessed. But all at the same time, I work really hard to be able to do this life, to afford this lifestyle, to live this lifestyle. So uh, if I was the kid that was lying dead on the floor um, and now I get to be the guy that's here in the cabin doing all the things I like, like, trust me, it's possible for you too. So I don't know what I'm doing, I've never cut a heart. Uh, I'm just gonna cut that fatty part off for right now. So we'll come back for our oxtail. Turn these motherfuckers over. Oh, you guys, oh my gosh. Oh, I should grab the camera and bring it closer. Oh, man. 
Holy fucking smokes. Now this is what I'm talking about. Alright. It smells so good and it looks delicious. Again, I've never had an oxtail. I have no idea what to expect. But this is the fun thing, like, you guys. I'm not doing this to make a video, like, I'm not doing this for YouTube, like, this is my life. It's interesting as fuck to be alive and go, oh, hmm, what's working? Like, let's, let's try that. Like, this, this is what I'm doing today, you know what I mean? Like, so again, it's like, when you get to a point in your life and you're actually living the way you want, I'm telling you, everything changes. Hold on a second. We can't have this. Hold on, I'm right back. I gotta borrow this for one second, so. Look at that, you guys. Look at that. Can you see that? Ugh, marbled like that? Okay, three minutes. I'm gonna set this right across there for now. Let's cut this hard up. I'm just gonna dice it up, man. So I don't know. That's what the internet said. The internet said, dice it up. It said, dice it up, bro. So I'm gonna dice it up. I don't think I got high enough before this. I've been doing a pretty good job in this video, though, no? I'm not doing too shabby, right? I like making these videos. I've been scared to be start making them again, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's get back to how much I'm eating. Um, that's how much I'm eating. I intermittent fast. I'm a massive proponent of um, time-restricted eating just because our ancestors weren't eating all day long and they didn't have snacks. And this is not why I've been fasting for a long time, but it's interesting because I've always kind of thought, I was like, yeah, our ancestors couldn't eat every day. Like, they couldn't eat um, every, every three times a day, right? And so literally, how is our body designed to, to consume food? And uh, for me, how are you guys doing back there? Oh, shit, you look good. Um, and so for me, what I started to learn, the more research I did on fasting, when I had that thought was how healing fasting is and how it increases longevity, uh, all these crazy things. Actually, you know what? I don't mean to point the knife at you guys. As a matter of fact, though, if you guys want to know more information about that, you guys can go to my website, marshallgillen.com. I have a completely free ebook uh, that you guys can check out. Uh, if you want, it is um, the uh, Fasting 101. It's how to fast. Oh, that's not done yet. Let's go. Uh, how to fast. So if you guys want to know how to fast, how it works for you, how it's worked for me in the past, um, go check it out. Go download it. But I intermittent fast, so I usually don't eat until a little bit after noon. Here's one tablespoon of bison towel. Two tablespoons of bison towel. Oh, you better put one more in there. Just for good measure. Let's get some good fat in there. Uh, but I've been uh, intermittent fasting now for about a year and a half, uh, pretty consistently. And some days I do OMAD which is one meal a day, just depends. And sometimes I fast for 24 hours and sometimes I fast for three days. It really just depends, but go get the ebook and I'll tell you more about that. But anyways, Gillen Gang, uh, that about wraps it up here for me today. Uh, this is what I'm eating during a carnivore diet, uh, zero carbs. Uh, well, I'm just gonna finish this off, I'm gonna take this off. I'm gonna put those in the bottom there, the towels uh, in there melting down right now. And um, as that continues to melt down, I'll dice this up, put that in there, cover it 75 minutes, and I'll show you guys the finished product as soon as it's done. All right? 
You guys, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you guys haven't gone and grabbed your merchandise, go grab some gear. Uh, go get the Gillen Gang t-shirt for the official election season. Gillen Gang 2024, let's go, you guys. Uh, MarshallGillen.com. Again, make sure you're subscribed to the channel uh, or uh, leave us a review on the podcast, you guys. I love you so much. Thank you. Join me in the next video, and I'll show you guys how to start your own carnivore diet.